0: Hello, hello, Ms. Kindness B here, and welcome to another episode of Sneaking in Silence. Once again, I'm excited. You guys know I stay excited about this. Every week I have a very special person come on who I hope is helping you all to learn, but the guests that we have are changing me as well. So when I come back and I think about what we're gonna talk about the next time, I'm always so inspired throughout the week I hear a bunch of whispers of truth every day remember I'm always telling you the way it's in those whispers of truth you experience every day today the theme of the show is golden silence my guest today has a ton of energy she's articulate exciting uh, rambunctious energetic she's a badass mom a boss And so when I thought about the inspiration for the show, I thought about the middle path and that way and how do we get back to center. And so I chose Golden Silence for Whitney. Silent meditation or Vipassana is a method of mindfulness we're going to practice today. Vipassana means basically to see things as they really are. It's one of India's most ancient techniques of meditation. It was then rediscovered by Buddha more than 2,500 years ago and it's been taught as a universal remedy for all of our ills. The technique aims for the total eradication of mental impurities and the resultant highest happiness of full liberation. I want you to think about that. All that from just some moments of silence? It is a way of self-transformation through self-observation. It focuses on the deep interconnection between mind and body, which can be experienced directly by Disciplined attention to the physical sensations that form the life of the body. I feel like that is one of the best definitions of mindfulness I've ever ever read. Disciplined attention to the physical sensations that form the life of the body. Wow. So it's observation-based, self-exploratory. It helps you attach and understand the root of the mind. Calming the chaos, right? So all of this can happen from just practicing regular moments of silent meditation. Imagine what it's like on weed. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying. The fact is when we learn to control our thoughts, we can decide to live the exact life of our choosing. The entire practice is actually a mental training just as we use physical exercises to improve our bodily health, which we may talk about today with my guest, because I know she's been on that journey as of late. I've been really excited to watch that happening. Um, But Vipassana can be used to develop a healthy mind. And who doesn't want a healthy mind? I personally use cannabis as an essential tool in my mindfulness practice. It helps to calm the mind. And when used with intention, the high can take your meditation practice to a whole different level, literally. Today, I want you to set aside at least 10 minutes for some silent meditation. I want you to set the timer on your inside app, find a quiet place to sit still and just breathe. As the thoughts creep into your consciousness, let them. If you accept them, they will pass quickly. Fighting them will only delay your progress. Remember, mindfulness is all about maintaining present moment awareness. We've reached that time in the show where we're gonna take a minute mindful. I want you to get comfortable where you are. Prepare to take a moment to reflect, set your intention, take a deep breath, and let's begin. Welcome back. How are you feeling? How are your breaths? Take a moment. Because we're about to get live. (laughs) All right, so my guest today is Miss Whitney Beatty. I am so excited to have her. I can honestly say she is not just a guest on the show. She is my friend. She has been a mentor for me, a guiding light in this industry. Um a beacon of hope, an inspiration. <laughs>
1: You're too too kind.
0: When I grow up, I want (laughs) to be like Whitney. (laughs) But I'll read you her bio, guys. Let me tell you about her, okay? So inspired by a lack of stylish, safe cannabis storage systems and a disdain for storing medicine in a shoebox, Apothecary Brands CEO Whitney Beatty is a successful entertainment industry executive turned cannabis storage designer that's spearheading her quickly growing startup's first financial raise i think we passed that
1: now huh? it's actually our second race okay cl- we closed that seed round we are at the
0: bridge yeah. you heard that that's been closed <laughs> all right so after so many like-minded cannabis users who lamented about a lack of good storage systems worried about securing buds away from kids and pets and who were tired of searching around for their stash to discover it dried out from plastic baggies and non-airtight dispensary jars apothecary was born the brand seeks to redefine the image of cannabis users who take pride and pleasure in their stash, because we spend a lot of coins on it. Yes, we do. While filling a hole in the marijuana paraphernalia market for everyone from attorneys who toke after high-powered workdays to the stiletto stoners like my girl Whitney. Hey. <laughs> you guys should see these shoes. In fact, check the gram. After the show, you will see these shoes. They are badass, okay? Um, to the seniors using medication for health benefits and everyone in between who demands the best in all things. Yes. Right, their initial offering, the Apothecary Case, is a sleek and sexy storage and humidity system designed to safely keep cannabis at its freshest, most optimum quality while providing luxury tools and humidity control for the discriminating connoisseur these boxes are bad you guys they are not boxes they are amazing (laughs) she's gonna get into it she'll tell you about the details i'm gonna stop reading oh let me tell you this this is important right because this is something like when i talk about like how i want to be whitney when i grow up and how she already closed that first seed round so her company apothecary was the first Cohort of Canopy San Diego. It's a cannabis business accelerator. She won the Best Pitch award at the ArcViews Group's 2017 LA Investor Summit. So please join me in welcoming my girl, Whitney
1: Beatty. Thank you. Thank you so much for having
0: me. It is a pleasure to be here with you today. I'm so excited to have you. You know how much I love you. Like I'm like. Mm. We're
1: gonna try to you know, we're
0: gonna try to stay on focus today, guys. But if we just start chatting, you know, once have I hide help up us. this slip, yes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm so grateful to have you on the show today. I know um, I'm gonna give a little bit of secret away. She came in this morning a little bit stressed. Whew. We are um, glad that you came to us. After that stress, because we're about to calm it down and take it to a place of mindfulness. But, you know, let's talk about that. Let's talk about stress. Yes. And how you ended up here, because I know your story, but our listeners don't. So talk about how stress and what happened in your former life and how it brought you
1: to apothecary and cannabis. So, I mean, as you're aware, my background is actually in the entertainment industry. I spent... 15 years working in entertainment. And anybody who's worked in entertainment will tell you that it is a stressful Gig. Mm-hmm. It is a stressful job, and I was out there. I was trying to make it at, you know, in this industry um, as a woman, as a woman of color. There's, you know, a lot of pressure. You know, I'm from small town Michigan. Mm-hmm. I was, I was out here, and I was going to do anything. So took. she's not
0: an LA native. I'm y'all. not a she native. She came
1: here from small town Michigan. I, I, exactly. <laughs> and so I came out here ready to work to survive. And but what I realized is, I, at that time, um, I was working about 16-hour days. Mm. And I was surviving on a mix of stress, uh, cappuccinos, Mm -mm. and extra shots of espresso Mm -mm. in the morning and Red Bulls all afternoon. And one day, I'm sitting at my desk, um, minding my own business, and my heart starts to race. It's starting to skip beats. I can't breathe. My hands are cold and clammy. And all I could think of, and I still don't completely understand why, all I could do is get up from my desk Get into my car and drive to the emergency room. Mm. And I tell you, I drove directly to emergency room, UCLA Medical Center, dro- parked my car between two ambulances in an emergency room drop-off, left it there with the keys in it. Because mm. you know what? If you're going to die, I guess I don't care about losing my yes, car. right. I'm like, somebody should have it because I- I'm about to die. <laughs> you know, what am I going to do with it? You guys, I'm sitting here with <laughs> chills because I know this story
0: and I know it all too well from other women and y'all know that's why I do what I do because I had a similar situation that brought me to cannabis and I
1: was like everybody Needs to know that we don't have to feel this way. It's it's one of those things where when it's happening, you feel so alone. Mm. And it, I was I was just devastated. I really didn't know what to do. And when I went in, I, I mean, I told them I was going to die, and mm. they told me, uh, "You're not going to die. You have anxiety." Yes. And it's the first time I'd ever heard of that. Yeah, first time because in your head, you know, I thought anxiety was something that some sort of mental illness that I, right. that other people had. Right. Not the physical. Very very physical symptoms that I felt, and it really changed the game for me, Mm. because that started me on a completely different path, a completely different journey. I needed to be able to figure out how... To make my life work yes. while dealing with this, level um, of stress, exactly yes. on a daily basis, um, and you know, I tried all the drugs that they threw mm-hmm. my way—the Paxil's and the Lexapro's and the Wellbutrins and the—you know—try this, try that—and I didn't like any of them. I didn't mm-hmm. like how they made me feel. I didn't like how they made my head fuzzy. Um, I didn't like the side effects, mm-hmm. you know, zapping feelings and all sorts of things. And, and an offhand comment, um, my doctor said. Well, have you tried cannabis? Your doctor said that. My doctor said that. That's progressive, y'all. Yeah. As, as she yeah. was walking out of the room, and I was, and but for me, again, I was from small town Michigan. Right. I was like, oh! she just told me to smoke weed. She might as well have told me to get on that heroin. <laughs> I was like, she. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this woman is crazy. She wants me on the drug drugs. Yes, and but that offhand comment that she made to me has changed my life mm. because it made me go back and do my research and made it. me to look at the plant and really what it's doing and i realized no the the real drugs were the things that she had me on before, before. yes you guys do your mm. research all
0: you have to do is ask siri she'll tell you the truth about cannabis
1: seriously it, <laughs> it makes all the difference in the world and i'm not saying that it's easy right because you have to find what works for you yes uh, cannabis is not a one size fits all it's not even a one size fits most what works for me and my anxiety might not be what works for someone else and their anxiety when mm-hmm. i came in you know people were like oh you've got anxiety oh smoke indica's mm-hmm. well indica's aren't actually what works for me indica's made me you know feel racy mm-hmm. um and it also made Made me feel paranoid. So I had to figure out what kind of hybrids worked for me. Mm-hmm. I had to get on, um, my, my dear friend Miss Kindness here really <laughs> helped me do, um, commit to a CBD regimen. Yes. Which has ac- absolutely changed my game. Game changer. It really has. <laughs> and, and knowing what the difference is. I mean, you know, uh, not I don't do a one-to-one. I do a one-to-ten. I've p- previously done a one-to-18. You need to know what ratio works best yes. for you. Start with the smallest dose. Start slow. Start slow, build it up. You know, I put it in my coffee in the morning. It does not make me feel high, but it brings... I'm telling you, it... Brings balance. My mornings are where my peace come. Mm. And, I mean, you know, I'm... I'm not silent often. Yes. I'm, I'm like a rolling ball of energy. I have to be. I've got like 94 job. Yes. <laughs> I'm yes. like, I'm always going. So me finding my peace becomes very important because I realize that I can't balance everything else unless I can take care of myself. Say that again. I cannot balance everything else unless I take care of myself. That is a powerful mantra, you guys. I want you to
0: talk to me about your mornings. Because that takes me into, you know, where I want us to go with how you maintain mindfulness. I know your life is crazy. Whitney is a single mom. Yes. She is a boss CEO. She is a world traveler. Her brand is now global, right? Yes, we are. She is raising money constantly. Yes. Building. Yes. Dealing, managing investors. I still um,
1: work in the entertainment industry. I still produce things. I also teach. It's all if it's not one thing, I consult in the cannabis yes. space. If it's not one thing, it's another. But and as you ask this question, mm-hmm. because you also talk about health things yes, or what have you, yes. all of those things pull in together. Um, because I realized previous to me having a morning routine that I was not eating well. I was getting letting everything else in my life take priority my kid has priority Mm -hmm. my job has priority my company has priority Mm -hmm. because my investors expect that priority Mm -hmm. my classes have priority and my producing projects have priority and I realized that what about Whitney exactly Mm -hmm. because without Whitney doing what Whitney does best I'm failing everybody absolutely and so I had to start carving up my day in a very mindful way that I I do not, even if I'm on my busiest days, when I've got a million things to do, I do not change my morning routine, and I build in the time that I spend working out. Those two things are how I release, and the release is important. Morning routine and using time to work on your physical body, working out. Absolutely. So, I've got a four-year-old. Yes. And, I, you know, mm. you know how I know. kids are. <laughs> and I'm also, I've never been a morning person. I despise them. I'm always the person who rolls out of bed. I've had insomnia issues, and I'm also that yes. person who's working late night to 2 in the morning. And so I've always definitely, you know, enjoyed more the sleep and mm-hmm, rolling mm-hmm. up at the last minute, let's get out of this house or whatever. I've had to commit that you know I wake my son up at 6 at 7:30 in the morning every morning. I was going to say that described for us your morning routine. What does it look like? I wake up at 6:15 um and I get up um, pad downstairs without waking the kid. The key is not to wake the kid. Don't, yes, don't wake do the not dragon. wake the no, kid. Don't wake, you wake the, the dragon time before the kids wake up, right? <laughs> it's so important. And I literally, I go, I make myself a cup of coffee. Um, I put my CBD in it. Mm. Um, and I take myself out to my back patio. And I do literally a 10 minute meditation. That's what And up. I am, you Ten know, 10 minutes, guys. I 10 told minute you. Ten meditation. Today. And I tell you, um, especially for people who don't feel as comfortable with meditating, who haven't had that experience meditating, because I will tell you that even now I'm not the best at meditating. I still have problems with, you know, when people are like, clear your mind. And as soon as I have the opportunity to clear that mind, 900 things come in. But I tell you, practice makes perfect. Um, Say that again. practice makes perfect. Yes. You have to practice it. I thought I would never have that skill set. And it's really, it's starting to really pay off for me um, in a big way that I can go outside. I can, you know, feel the day. I can listen to the birds. I can sit there and just come together, allow myself the time to, you know, Clear my head, clear my thoughts, uh, prepare myself for what the day has to bring. Find that because you, any port in a storm, you know, you've got to find, yes, even in the storm, you need to where be where is your to port.
0: Find your mm-hmm. center, yes. My, so, I know this because I've been practicing meditation for over 20 years. You know that, mm-hmm. which is why we're doing this show. I mm-hmm. want to tell people it's about so much more than just sitting still 10 minutes a day, it's about so much more than humming or chanting, it's about present moment awareness amen and i'm hearing you say that as a result of implementing a regular practice you found the ability to do that
1: throughout the day absolutely absolutely i mean and and the funny part is even in you know stressful situations even when i'm doing other things i can call back that peace of mind i can call back that you know that 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 calm that you need when mm-hmm. when the proverbial shit hits the fan, I can say, you know what, I just, you know, give me a second. And yes. I can fi- center myself, find my calm, because that makes me make uh, uh, better decisions. I also do it when I'm on the treadmill. I'm a treadmill walker. I, you know, crank that bad boy up to a 12 incline, and, you know, let's walk a couple of miles. And I find that Walking when I'm... Walking meditation, guys. I'm telling you, it yes. really... it, it Helps the soul that as I'm sweating, um, I feel, you know, not only the toxins coming out of me, but I feel, you know, that stress flowing out of me as well. You've got to release it because if not, you end up being so tight. We wound all the time that you're standing in the way of your own blessings.
0: Yes, and your body can't take that much stress. No. It really can't. So if no. we're not getting our cannabinoids, and we're not exercising our minds, and we're not exercising our bodies, we are literally just waiting for our death. Absolutely. Waiting for it. Absolutely. You're not... Guys, I lit up this joint right now. I just got to say this uh... while Whitney was talking. I already started hitting it, and I haven't given it to her yet. So... <laughs> I'm going go. to pass this over to her. She is choosing to take as many hits as she wants today because I brought an indica for my girl, Wit. because in my mind, I was thinking... Typically, when we want to calm down, we do go for an indica, right? Mm -hmm. That's the general consensus. Mm -hmm. But what she described, which is really important to understand, is how not every medication is right for everyone. So while indica typically is used for relaxation and calming effects, it can have the opposite effect in that it's so relaxing, it can cause your body to start to... What what would you how would you describe how you feel like it's it's almost a heavy overwhelming yes which, it becomes
1: heavy and which overwhelming. produces more anxiety it, and that's it, it triggers more anxiety within yes. me and I've become you know really aware. Um, as, you know, as I d- dive into the cannabis world and use cannabis as medicine, I have to be aware of, you know, what works for me and what doesn't yes. and really try to manage, you know, any side effects. It's made me a much more, you know, I'm a more mindful smoker <laughs> these days than, you know, when I started when I was like, whatever. A mindful consumer. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. You should, I mean,
0: you should. you should pick your cannabis, right? You should be selective. You should know who grew it. You should know what's in it. Preach. You should know that it's clean and been tested. Preach. And you, when you take all that time to do all that research and you buy the best buds and the best flower and the best products and edibles, you want to make sure you're putting it in something that is also preserving it. Well... You like the transition there, y'all. <laughs> Let's talk about apothecary. Let's. Because I know you had this situation with the anxiety and the panic, and then you went to the doctor. She said, try cannabis. We jumped forward. You did your research. You tried cannabis. You started to discover it could do for you more than the Paxil and the Xanax and all that craziness. Uh-huh. And it could also improve your health. And then you thought, if my liquor is in my bar, mm. my cigars are in my humidor, and my wine is in my wine fridge, why the heck? I'm thinking she thought, why the
1: hell? It's <laughs> Herb in a shoebox in the closet. I It just did not make any sense to me. Especially, you know, I am... Um, I'm an HGTV baby. I believe mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I I want to think of myself as the hostess with the mostest. Oh, my and goodness. I, I do not like the idea <laughs> of, you know, bringing people over to, you know, enjoy the, you know, I brought out the good china, but I'm going to bring out my old Nike box yes. filled with cannabis. That's not a thing. Yes. That's not That's what we're not doing here today. Yes. <laughs> um, so I wanted to have a way to keep it safe, to make it beautiful, to really protect the ritual. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. as someone who uses cannabis and also someone who has a preference generally for plant,
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: there's something, there is a ritual there. um, And it feels, uh, I don't know, tainted in some way when you're using subpar materials when I'm in, you know, I don't keep my aspirin in a shoebox. I right, don't keep, you know, right. all these other medications, all these other things that I use on a daily basis. That you would consider valuable. Exactly. Yeah. I don't do yeah. that with anything else but this, and it makes the whole situation feel compromised. It, it just brings that stigma from the outside world into my home. Yeah. And whereas I'm like have out have to hide it. Exactly. Yes. I'm out here destroying stigma. I'm telling people, you know, what I'm doing, why, and why it's important or whatever. I can't in my own home, mm-hmm. you know... Um, Not properly represent. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's why I was like, you know, I wonder if someone's making this. And I looked and I was like, no one's doing what I want to be doing. I'm going to do it. And so being the, you know, crazy girl that <laughs> I am. You know, smart, <laughs> driven. Exactly. I, I quit my job. I sold my house. I used the money from Y'all, the house she, That
0: is like the definition of bootstrapping. She quit her job. She
1: sold her house mm-hmm. and decided... I'm bringing this to the people. It's it's time and I use that money to start my company Mm. um you know and it was the scariest thing i ever did don't don't get me wrong i've Mm. got a small child he likes to eat every single day (laughs) told you ate yesterday do you have to eat today too um i'm like he enjoys meals (laughs) And, and i've got to provide them so don't get me wrong i i my eyes were firmly on the fact that i was risking a lot but also there comes a point in time where I can't ask other people to believe in me. Mm-hmm. I can't ask other people to invest money in me if I don't invest in myself. I know, what I know for sure is that I've worked for lots of companies in mm-hmm. my career, and I've made lots of companies millions of dollars. And if I don't have the balls to take that skill set that I'm peddling out there to everyone else mm-hmm. and use it to further you know, something that I believe in yes. you know, um, that could be a legacy for me, then I am failing myself. Absolutely. And I wasn't getting no younger, so let's go. Ambitious, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I know that you were
0: the youngest VP at Warner Brothers? No, I was youngest.
1: I was I was I was a pretty young. I think I was a, I got I turned into senior vice president somewhere in my early, early 30s. 30s, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I enjoyed so working So su- success is easy for you. You're no. like this is what I have to do. I don't know if it's easy, mm. but it's something that I am driven towards. I don't like mediocrity. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and I think it's something I got from my parents. Mm-hmm. You know, they they were both attorneys. They had, you know, even as you learn, um, especially when I was, I did a um, executive leadership development program at mm-hmm. Darden School of yes, Business. Yes,
0: yes, we talked about that.
1: Um, and one of the things they talked about is first generation, second generation corporate. Mm. Not, you know, the idea, you know, the same way that someone who's a first generation in this country yes. has experiences. Same way with the first generation working in a corporate environment. You don't know how to operate, you don't know how to maneuver yes. um, or whatever. So I was really blessed in the fact that my father had a corporate job and he did t- talk to me about how to maneuver and corporate environments mm-hmm. um but there were still things that i had to you know learn in, in that situation i was always when i'm midwestern yeah if i work hard i will be recognized that's what i grew up with i thought that that was the plan but that is not necessarily the situation in corporate environments right you have to know who you know you have to mm-hmm. be friends with who matters move you have, and shake you have and to move it and, and be light yes. um,
0: so you're talking about something though when you say second generation i want to make sure the listeners understand Um, Whitney is a black woman. I am. Right? So when she talks about second generation corporate, she means traditionally in our culture, we haven't seen that there is, well, actually our generation is probably the first first. to really represent that second generation of of children, of parents who worked corporate and were able to give us a skill set that our ancestors previously didn't have. Absolutely. Right? That's exactly it. Let's take that and talk about being a black woman in the cannabis space. (laughs)
1: Mm. (laughs) Take a minute. Uh, Exactly. I'm (laughs) like, let me not jump myself into a hole. Um, Let me do my dance. Um, It's very much... um, A balancing act Mm. right now in in this space you know as well as i do that you don't find as many of us out here as we should Mm -hmm. um you know because we we know a a lot of them where you know we are sisters and sisters yes um you know we find each other we find each other we have to absolutely and the bond that we have is so important to me Mm -hmm. um you know because you need to have people out in the industry um, who are supportive of you and have gone going through what you're going through or hopefully have gone through it before you went through it, who can yes. reach back and say, hey. Let me this, help you. Exactly, Let me show you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is a, I've taken the, the, the tack that I'm not in competition with anybody. I love that. Amen. Say it again. I'm like, I am not in competition with anybody. Yes. I can't. I can't put that in my mind. There's enough things going on. I mean, we're in a business where people think that it's easy. I'm like, no, this is harder. I've got to do everything that a regular business does, and yet I got a new layer of regulation, mm-hmm. uh, stigma, stigma, governance. Go- yes, all of it. All of it. So we've got we've got the hardest jobs mm-hmm. out there, and we're <laughs> running on passion only on passion and and as much steam as we can get it's Mm -hmm. hard to you know raise money as you know a regular person off the street it's harder to raise money in the cannabis space and it's even harder to raise money as a woman of color Mm. so you've got all those things that you're trying to to balance out Mm -hmm. so i've had to take the tack that I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm only competing against me. M- me. Yes. yes. What what I believe I have the ability to do.
0: And I can only be my best self
1: every That's day. It. That's it. And I can't beat myself up for, mm-hmm. you know, what someone else is able to do. I can I can only know my lane. Yes. Stay in my lane. I, you
0: know, I just recently <laughs> talked about that um, at the Women's Empowerment Summit. We talked about accepting your aptitude mm-hmm. and knowing when to stop. And let someone else pick it up and carry it further, right? Yes, Lord. Now, as women who have a lot of, who have a high aptitude, right, I would say that we are intelligent and we can multitask and we can do all these things that you're
1: describing, but that doesn't mean we should. That is the truest words ever sm- spoken. I mean, yes. Oh, or smoking. Freudian slip. And there you go. <laughs> we smoking. No, see, <laughs> <laughs> No, but that is absolutely true. I've learned as a CEO, those that's one of the things that I've really had to hold myself accountable for. Yes, being you know, able to delegate. Absolutely. Release. I cannot do everything. It's impossible, and it's not fair to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not fair to the company. I'm right. not the best person to do everything. My job is to be able to have intelligent conversations with the people who are doing those jobs. Mm-hmm. I might not need yes. to be the, you know, the best person ever in finance. I need to be able to have intelligent conversations with my CFO mm-hmm. and understand what's going on, not only so I can express it to, you know, investors, but so I can make smart business decisions based yes. on it. That doesn't mean that I have to understand every single side. That's why I'm hiring someone, just like I've got someone who's working on my web, or, you know, supply chain management. I have a theater degree. I am not a Mm. supply chain Mm. management expert. Yes. I understand that. And I accept that. Exactly. You know, and it's great also that I bootstrap, because, yeah, I understand my supply chain. I built the supply chain from scratch using Google and a dream. So, yeah, I can have these conversations with (laughs) this man. Using Google and a dream? (laughs) Hashtag (laughs) Google and a dream. I'm telling you. (laughs) That's where it came from, or whatever, but, you know, in the years there have been you know lots of People who have studied supply chain management, yes. who can do things better than I can, who right. can see things that I don't see, let that person do what they're meant to do. My and job you is to be the have bus the driver.
0: intelligent conversation. Yes. I like
1: that. That yes. is a
0: CEO's job to be able to have intelligent conversations with your team, with the masters Absolutely. of the components of your business.
1: I am the bus driver. I put yes. the best players on the bus, and I'm going to take them to the destination. But you know, I I, I'm like, I don't have to be everything to, to everybody, and it also frees me up to do the things that I do best. Mm. I realized when I was first started my raise last year. Um, that, I, I mean, I was driving myself into the ground. I did not know where to get this money from. If I, you know, I did not have friends and family that were sitting on this sort of money. Right. I had already collected the money that they had. Right. Or whatever, and. So you your know,
0: family were your first investors. They, too, came to the table to help you
1: out? My friends and family were my first, my very, very first micro round. I raised $30,000 from friends mm. and family. And, I mean, I went to everybody. I've got aunties and uncles. Yes. You know, um, members of my church back home. Oh that's a blessing it was it meant the world to me and, you know, to back up just a little bit on that, because I heard a lot when I said, you know, I'm not working entertainment right now. I'm going to put this focus towards this cannabis business. I can't tell you how many people, especially in the African-American community, mm-hmm. were like, what are you doing? Yes. You are college educated. You have a master's degree. Yes. Why would you go and sell drugs or be mm-hmm. in this drug trade? And, you know, they'll... so I had to sit down and really have real conversations yes. with people and let them understand that this is not a drug trade. This is a legal industry. If this was the end of prohibition and someone was like hey do you want to start Jack Daniels with me you start Jack Daniels and I'm it, it, if this was an end of prohibition I'm like, I'm just... and someone said, do you want to start
0: Jack Daniels I'm with like... me I mean I'm telling people that every day With I'm mm. always talking to my sisters and brothers and you know other women and I'm saying listen don't miss this don't find the skill set that you have and and
1: contribute it's a community plant you guys I say it all the time right uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. But in the same way that our communities were disproportionately disenfranchised by this big war on drugs. We deserve this I'm like, we justice. We absolutely do, yes. but we're staying away from it because we because there's so many people, I mean, especially in the older, you know, demographic who are like, don't trust it. Right. You're still gonna go to jail. They're don't gonna trust get you. it. They're gonna, They're gonna, get, gonna get you. you. Yes. this is their way to get you our college educated mm. people. And it's really had you know, I really had to have some serious conversations. That's why it warms my heart so much mm-hmm. that they were the first Ones that say yes. dollar in, dollar we believe in you, absolutely, and that's also the same reason. I mean, we met, yes. you know, in a lot of ways because we both have that passion on also pushing back and I saying, I just hey. got chills again, you guys. Like, Come <laughs> with us on this journey. I am not in competition with you. Yes. If I can do something to help you, I'm going yes. to do it. I'm going to introduce you to the person who's running my my payment process. Yes, I'm going we to let rise you. together. Ex- a rising yes. tides lift all ships. Hey now. I'm like, hey, no. can we all rise together? This is a huge industry. We all have the ability to find success here. There is here.
0: abundance.
1: There is abundance. We do not need to, this is not crabs in a barrel. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> we are turtles walking towards the ocean. Can we okay. all go on the Let's same boat? You know, it's a big ass ocean. Which way do you want to go? You want to <laughs> swim over there? That's,
0: Come on, girl, take my what, hand Let's swim over there.
1: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, and so we've we've been having you know these conversations Mm -hmm. since the beginning, and it's so important. It's something that really sits on my heart, just because you know at this you know apothecary has had a lot of success over Mm -hmm. our first you know eighteen months. Our you know our sales were good. They're even better this year. We're 144 percent year over year. Um, Hell yeah. You know, Congratulations. Thank you. It's been a blessing, but it's also because of hard work. Yes. Hard work. Discipline. Discipline. Dedication. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because also I'd like to think it's that I came into a role that I was made for. Mm. You know? Yeah. And that's what I tell, you know, I am not a grower. I do not have a plant at home that is not looking sickly. <laughs> I've got a Lily who's like, Trick, what are you doing? <laughs> Save me. You tried a Lily. You tried a Lily. It was, I had tried. You should have started with it a succulent. It was <laughs> <laughs> They all died. I was not meant to come over here right. and be a grower. Right. I wasn't meant to get in your lane. Yes. I was not meant to be an attorney. You know, yes. I came in with the branding know-how and the lifestyle work that I had done previously. And you nailed and it. And brought this yes. into the space, which is why I tell people, don't come, because everybody who talks to me like, I'm quitting my job, I'm going to start a cannabis farm. You can't grow be corn. I haven't seen you grow any plants, but you're about to be a grower. I'm saying, <laughs> are you serious right now? I love it. I'm like, come in doing what you do. If you're a marketer, come market. If you're an accountant, come be an accountant. Yes. You know, be if you're an educator, come teach. We hey. need. We need scientists. <laughs> we need everybody yes. from packaging to graphic design to internet, everywhere Absolutely. in between. Know your yes. role. Find your role. That's where, where you so find your piece. So many peaks. creative
0: mm. avenues you can take. So really knowing who you are, um, again, back to present moment awareness, Mm -hmm. mindfulness of self, right? Actualization, the ability to be able to define what your gifts are and how you can contribute them to the space and the world, right? Absolutely.
1: How do you use cannabis today? Interesting uh, question. I use it in a couple different ways. Um, So I use it medicinally. Mm -hmm. I use it um, in the form of a CBD T H C, you know, tincture that tincture, I would yeah, uh, tincture okay. I'd put in my cup of coffee, um, if I know that I am having a time that is bringing me, um, you know, a lot of anxiety. You mm-hmm. know, because my anxiety is not something where like, oh, I see something, and I instantly have an anxiety attack. It's I'm, building. It's, it's building, building yes. and then you know, two days later, I'm like having anxiety attack, and I'm mm-hmm. like, where's this all coming from? Because it's, it's built up. Right. So during those times where I know that I'm gonna, you know, I'm having stress or it's being crazy or whatever, I might. Like, up that dose a little bit. Okay. Um so I know that I'm balancing Smart. myself yeah. out same way. I mean I have it on my calendar You know, before my period comes, Mm -hmm. those are times that are. That's when I'm most likely to have you know bad anxiety is in that period. So it's
0: really important to think about that, guys. Like mindfulness, your in your body, right? Mm -hmm. She's talking about regular moon cycles, and we know that our bodies change. So that's the time we
1: increase our dose. Absolutely. Do you vape? Do you use like CBD vape pens? I do. Mm -hmm. I keep um, a couple of CBD vape vape pens um, on me. I have Mm -hmm. um, a regular CBD vape. I've got um, your spray.
0: Yes, she's
1: talking about the EBK Spritzer, guys. And that blends into A sublingual <laughs> <laughs> And, I mean, it's so beautiful. Uh. Every time <laughs> someone sees it, they're like, what is that? And then I have to bring it out, and then they're like wanting to keep it, and I have oh, to really? pry yeah. it from their hands. Yes. <laughs> Don't play games with me and my things, y'all. <laughs> I love it, I love it. I gave you the new one, right? Yes, you did. Yes. Oh, and exactly. Okay. So, you know, those things I keep on me, yes. Um, you know, in spot situations. Mm-hmm. Um in the- cute, yeah, cute situations mm-hmm. where you have to act and then I also you know in social situations I'll smoke a J with mm-hmm. people or whatever I've, I have have learned that you know again as you know the plant more I just don't want to walk into any circle and smoke any J Thank you. I, I'm like... You need to know what you're putting into your body. It's the same way as, you know, when I was in college, yeah, I might come in and have a glass of the jungle juice sitting on the counter during a party. Mm-hmm. These days, there's no way on God's green earth you're going to get me to put that pop-off lace <laughs> mad dog juice in my soul. What I'm not going to do. So in the same way, I'm not going to walk into some strange circle and just start smoking Ooh. on whatever, you know, somebody's handed to me. She's Call me funny, you guys, you but to. there is
0: so much wisdom. <laughs> There is so much wisdom,
1: right? Like, it's just it just makes sense, though. Okay <laughs> Oh my goodness! So that's that's real. I'm like they can make fun of me. That's that's my world these days. Telling it like smart. it is. Yes. I'm knocking on forty's door. I'm like I woo woo, hey, hey. almost hey. there. <laughs> um, so I, I want to be smart about the way in which I put things in my body. Though I do, I also um, have sleeping issues, mm-hmm. um, and I've started to use. Um, uh, Something at night for yeah, that as well. Relaxation tool, yeah. Absolutely, like these days, I've I've been playing around a lot with microdosing, mm-hmm. um, and also That's the answer. knowing my dosage. Yes, um, dosing. I was introduced recently to the dosist, mm-hmm. um, and dosist is a vape pen, y'all. It um, controls
0: the the dose the, with the pull yeah. so it doesn't allow you to take more than what each pull milligram is
1: it allows yeah. you to know that every Titrate, time I'm taking yes. a puff I'm going to get I think it's like 2.75 2, milligrams. 2. Yes. milligrams for each puff um, and it allows me to absolutely know where my limits are and what makes me feel good versus what makes me feel because with anxiety and you know panic attack sort of uh, mm-hmm. situations you can go from you know 5 is great if I'm on 10 I'm not feeling as good right. you want where your level is and that's normal in the same way that if this was the end again of prohibition you'd want to know do I take a glass of this vodka or do I take a shot right right what I mean works same th- with Xanax you're yes. going to take
0: 0. .25 or 0. .5 you're going to start with the lowest dose you're going to wait and you're going to take the time it needs or give it the time it needs to take effect. Absolutely. And record those results in some way, shape or form, committed to memory so that you can learn how to quickly titrate your dose. So you don't have to go through a long trial period if you start slow and small.
1: Just a little journal, yeah. opening up a note on your phone and take those notes. And, you know, I found that was the most helpful for me in mm-hmm. finding where what I should be using and, and how I wanted to integrate cannabis in my life yes yes it sounds cheesy no not at all (laughs) open the notes app take
0: it out and
1: record your experience write it down and it also
0: will lend to more present moment awareness right absolutely absolutely I could sit here all day with wit, you guys. We could go on and on. In fact, I'm going to take her from here. We're going to go to lunch, so I'm going to get more wisdom from her. Mm -hmm. But I want her to tell you how you can find her, how you can get your apothecary case, and then she's going to leave you with one little
1: nugget of knowledge. Hmm. So you can find me online. Um, Our website is www.theapothecarycase.com. Dot com. That's a P O T H E C A R R Y. C-A-S-E dot com. Please come join our community on Facebook. You'll also find us on, on Instagram at The Apothecary. And you can also follow me personally at The High Mommy Life. You can uh, follow the hijinks of my life. It's and so funny, legit, you guys. Goodness. you got to <laughs> follow The High Mommy Life. <laughs> um, so, yes, please join the community. Join the conversation. These are the things that we want to talk about and continue to talk about. Um I think my last gem that I'd want to leave everyone with is that it's okay to prioritize yourself sometimes, that you're not going to get the things that you want in life unless you're willing to give yourself the room to grow and change and evolve in order to get there. So be kind to yourself. Mm. Take the time necessary to you know, cultivate yourself. Yes. Um, pun intended absolutely Mm -hmm. you know it's the hardest lesson to learn and I teach it to myself on a daily basis Mm. Um, and so I want to encourage other women and other people in general who are on that path to you know to be kind to themselves and allow them that room to grow
0: I love it Thank you so much, Whitney, for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure always. I didn't get you too high, did I?
1: You're okay? No, I'm
0: good. Okay. (laughs) She knew her dose and she stopped when she needed to. Uh I appreciate you, sis. Thank you. I appreciate you. This has been fantastic. Uh You guys, being here with Whitney has been such an enlightening experience for me. I have known her for a few years now, and I've had the pleasure of spending quite a bit of time with her, both during you know, professional outings and personal experiences where we've gotten to know each other better and just truly enjoy each other. I appreciate her so much because sitting here with her, you can't help but be infused with energy and power, and, and she makes you feel like you can do anything. To be honest, I mean, the guys in the studio are nodding their heads and, and, you know, clapping and doing things. I mean, you all can't see this. I can't wait for you to be able to, to watch um, snippets of the episode. But to be real, I got smarter today. I got stronger today. I got wiser today because I spent 30 minutes, 45 minutes reflecting with a woman who chooses to share her infinite light
1: in a way that
0: makes it absolutely easy to receive. I'm so grateful to her. I also want to thank Ultrium Studios, Ultrium Media, Tiny Art Gallery, and Art and Soul Radio for all the love and help to produce this show. I am forever grateful to my THC design family for cultivating such amazing plant medicine. Today we enjoyed a San Fernando Valley OG, uh, an indica pre-roll. Thank you to my very, very special guest and friend, Whitney Beatty, for sharing her passion and commitment with me, and for allowing me to take her on this wonderful Indica journey today. It was a beautiful challenge. And you, of course, you, the listeners, thank you for listening, loving, and learning with me on this chaotic journey we call life. For me, it's become simple. Cannabis calms the chaos. Remember... Out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and right doing, there is a field. I'll meet you there.